thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. Well, hello everyone. It's great to be here with you today. I don't know if you remember this song from a few years ago. I'm going to sing it to you, uh, but you'll realize early on in the song why I speak for a living rather than sing. But here we go. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note by note, so don't worry. Be happy, don't worry. Now, do you remember it? You do, don't you? I really hope you do. Otherwise, I've just had a majorly embarrassing moment. Well, even if you know it, it's probably embarrassing too. But I love that. And it kind of resonates, doesn't it? It's like, be happy. Don't worry. I mean, wouldn't that be lovely if we could have that ethos in life? But I guess if anything, what's happening right now in our world is probably cause most of us to worry and maybe not to be happy apart from maybe some people that might prefer lockdown but I'm like an extrovert and I call myself an extreme extrovert it's like I need people there's a gaping emptiness in my life don't worry I'm not going to go all existential on you but it's like oh I just want to be happy and I'm at my happiest when I'm with people and so there's definitely something in me that is always feeling happy and it's like you hope don't you that the lockdown's gonna ease but you know it's not gonna but you're just hoping that when they make that announcement oh a little bit more freedom a little bit more liberty because we think oh that would just make us that bit more happy it's quite difficult I think for a lot of people to be happy right now. Uh, I read this story a number of years ago and it, it just made me smile. It says, an English teacher wrote on the blackboard, I ain't had no fun all summer. And then she said to the class, now how should I correct that? And one class member shouted out, get a hobby. Now I understand what she meant. I think the class member probably didn't quite understand it. But there is that kind of sense like, I ain't had no fun. What, what, what have I got to change? What's wrong with that? And I guess for lots of people, we're looking forward to that time, aren't we, where we can we can have a bit of fun. We can go to our favorite restaurants. And how many of you know that life is full of changes and seasons? The world's best-selling book has something very, very interesting to say on this. If you're a Christian, you'll be familiar with the Bible. And so if you are familiar with the Bible and uh, want to follow just a few little words from the Bible that I'm going to read to you today, then please feel free to do so. It's found in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, 1 to 13. I'm just going to read those sentences for you. It's sentences that talk all about the timing of stuff. So let me read those sentences to you. There's a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot, a time to kill, and a time to heal, a time to tear down, and a time 
to build, a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather them in, a time to embrace and a time right now to refrain from, from embracing a time to search and a time to give up. A time to keep and a time to throw away. A time to tear down, tear down and a time to mend. A time to be silent and a time to speak. A time to love and a time to hate. A time for war and a time for peace. What do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. He's also set eternity in the human heart, yet no one can fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. I know that there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live, that each of them may eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil. This is the gift of God. I'm sure as I read those words from the Bible, you're looking forward to that time when you can eat, when you can embrace, when you can go out and do something. But right now we're in a time where many of those things are just not possible for us to do. And how is it possible to be happy when all the things that often contribute or make us happy are removed from us. I want to suggest a couple of things for you this morning. I don't know where you are in your journey of life or faith, but whether you would class yourself as somebody who's a Jesus follower or maybe somebody who may be listening in online and just kind of tiptoeing and investigating and thinking about life and so you've joined us today online but you wouldn't even necessarily class yourself a believer you may even be an atheist but I want to suggest to you there's a couple of key things that actually can help us to be happy first thing I want to say is to be happy in your God Whoever you are this morning, whether you identify even as somebody who's a believer, I want you to know that God is your God and he sees himself as your God. I came across this story. You know, like those really lively churches, a little bit like this one, actually. These really lively churches that are very enthusiastic and very exuberant. And, and sometimes you can get people that are a little bit more exuberant than others. Maybe you're listening and you're one such person. Have you ever put your foot in it? Have you ever said things that you thought, oh man, I can't believe I said that? Well, there was one such morning when members of what's called a Pentecostal church, which, uh, which is a lively church. They were getting a bit carried away in all the singing and all the worship. The tambourines were going, the drums were going. Everything was flying. Prayer mounted to heaven like a thousand loosed from the quiver. It was an atmospheric, engaging morning. And amidst the sighs and shouts of joy, one man overcome with emotion, he cried out, Oh dear Lord, you can see we are having an amazing time this morning, but this is not nothing, Lord. You should have been here at the meeting last week, Lord. Now, I'm pretty sure that God was at the meeting last week as well. And I wonder whether, like, when he said that, like, you know, if he saw the video recording, whether, like, he's suddenly going, oh, no, what? What was I thinking of? I can't believe I said that because in the exuberance, in the happiness, 
he just didn't really think about what he was saying and he made some mistakes. Do you know what? I happen to believe that we can be happy in God even when we make some mistakes, even when we get things wrong. I've made a fair few mistakes in my life. In fact, the Bible tells us that every single one of us has made mistakes. In other words, we have done things wrong. We've done things that we didn't really want to do. We've thought things that we didn't want to think, or we've not done the things that we wanted to do. And oh man, sometimes if we're really honest, we all make mistakes. And it comes as no surprise to me because like, I get really annoyed with myself when I do things wrong and I mess up. So it comes as no surprise to me that, that God thinks the same. He doesn't want us to make mistakes. Why? Because, you know, he sees how it destroys our life. And if you're listening this morning or this evening, whenever you're watching this and you're thinking, yeah, I know I've done stuff wrong in my life, I want to say to you, God is so kind, he's so forgiving, he's so loving and wants to forgive you. It might be that you're here this morning and you are a Jesus follower. Maybe in this time of lockdown, you've made mistakes. Maybe you've eaten more chocolate than you should have done. Or maybe you'd like to eat more chocolate than you can. I don't know. Maybe you've run out of chocolate. But this, this season, what's been unprecedented about this season is the unprecedented use of the word unprecedented. That's what I've found has been unprecedented about this season. But let's face it, none of us have been here before. We're going to make mistakes. We're going to get it wrong. We're going to overindulge. We're just going to do so much wrong chill out, (laughs) be happy in God. God loves you and cares for you. He wants to connect with you and it's my experience that in the times of most difficulty, God can be felt even more closely. In that little reading I read to you from the Bible, it says there's a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn and a time to dance. It's, it's time for us as human beings to begin to laugh again, to begin to dance again. We've mourned, we've found it tough, and I don't in any way want to be insensitive to some families where, where death has occurred. It's heartbreaking time, but even in amongst that, it's possible to laugh and to dance I love this sentence in the Bible. Uh, For those of you who are familiar with the Bible, you'll know what I mean if I say to you it's found in Zephaniah 3.17. Listen to this. Just, Just consider this. The Lord your God is with you. He's mighty to say, look at this. He will take great delight in you. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Wow. If ever anything can make you be happy in God, it's to realize he takes great delight in you. Even amongst the mistakes. He rejoices over you with singing. Now, anybody who knows me knows that I am a passionate England rugby union fan. It's my favorite sport. And I'm banging it out. Swing low, Alf. You know, I'll preserve you from the rest of the song. But I love singing over my team. Why? 
because even when they're doing bad, I love singing over them because I love the team. I'm passionate about the team. I want them to do well. There's a natural thing within me that wants to sing over my rugby team. Even if they can't hear me on the TV, I'm singing louder and louder and louder. What an amazing thought for us today that God, the God in heaven, wants to sing over you. We might not be able to hear him doing that, but my Bible tells me he rejoices over you with singing. He's singing your name. He's cheering you on. He wants for you to be happy in him. But then not only does he rejoice over us with singing, it says that he quiets us with his love. Wow. Does this sense, this thought that when you experience the love of God, it just has this quietening, this stilling. You know when you spend quality time with somebody that you love and you feel their love, it just melts you, doesn't it? It just softens your heart. God quietens us with his love. I think that's amazing. And, and all of that is introduced at this little sentence by saying, he will take great delight in you. I want you to know wherever you're listening today, on whatever platform, that God takes great delight in you and you will reach your happiest when you take great delight in God. You'll gain your greatest happiness when you're happy in God. It's a very well-known Christian writer, a man by the name of John Piper, and he said in a book called Desiring God, these words, which I've, I found really fascinating. It says, God has sovereign power to do whatever he pleases. Therefore, all he does pleases him. God is therefore not only sovereign, but the happiest being in heaven and on earth because he cannot be frustrated. If we are made in his image, surely God's first desire is for us to be happy. He goes on to say, God has to be most prominent in his own mind. Why? God would be unrighteousness. That would mean that means that God would be doing wrong if he valued anything more than what is supremely valuable. He alone is supremely valuable. I agree. God is a happy being. And God's pursuit of praise from us and our pursuit of pleasure in him are in perfect harmony. For God is most lifted up, most glorified, as we say, in the church, which means that God's at his place where he receives most of our adoration and love in us when we are most satisfied in him. I believe it's God's will for human beings to be satisfied. You want to be satisfied? God wants you to be satisfied, but it's in him. It's a great little sentence in the Bible. It says, I, I delight greatly in the Lord. My soul rejoices. That deep inner you rejoices for he has clothed me with garments of salvation and arrayed me in a robe of righteousness. If you're not familiar with church speak, that simply means that God has rescued us and he's made us right with him and made us holy, sees us as pure and as clean. And it's like, it's like a robe that we put on that we wear. You see, it's not about striving for things that make us happy. It's about thriving on the one in whom we are happy. Have you noticed when we're happy, we naturally sing? 
about things. And that's why lots of people, for those of you maybe who've just kind of engaged with church for the the first time in this season, you've seen us singing and looking happy. It's because we're at our happiest when we're in God. So he fills our, our language, our mouth, our heart. And too often we live in the battle and visit happiness. It feels like we're in a battle now and we'll have moments where we visit happiness. But I believe God wants us to live in happiness and visit the battle. Might seem so far removed for that reality right now. But as we've been saying recently, we will come out of this. We will get through this. And for those of you who are watching, maybe for the first time, why don't you live in lockdown with God and come out of lockdown with God? If you've never said yes to God, you you can do that today. And towards the end of my talk, I'm going to give you an opportunity and point you in the direction as to how you can do that. Be happy in your God, but also be happy in yourself. Now, interestingly, if you get the God one right, then you'll get the yourself right. I don't know what you like doing. I don't know what you're looking forward to doing when we come out of lockdown. For me, it's I'm looking forward to going to some of my independent, favorite independent coffee shops and just chilling and just drinking coffee and just having a a fun time. I'm looking forward to some of my first restaurants. Like I'm imagining my first Indian restaurant in my mind. Some of you are salivating as we speak. Let's do it together. Because it's like when I'm doing those, I'm at my happiest. I read this great story of a clergyman who was at his happiest when he was playing cricket. And he was so concerned as to whether cricket was played in heaven that he prayed he might have a vision to find out. That night, an angel appeared to him as he was praying and said, the good news is that cricket is played in heaven. And because God wants you to be happy in heaven, you're in the team. He was so pleased. The angel said, the bad news is you make the team debut next week. Not such good news. Not such good news. I don't know what brings you alive. I don't know where you are as a human being. When are you at your most happiest? What is it that you're missing right now in lockdown that's causing you to be low because you're not getting to engage with those things that make you the most happiest? I have a motto, and this is my motto. Love God and do what you want. Love God and do what you want. Be happy in knowing and having a friendship and a relationship with God and do what you want. Because you know what? When we put God in first place, when we love God, we'll tend to do the things that don't upset him. A bit like when you love somebody so much, you're willing to sacrifice some of the the actions that you might normally do. Uh, I love this great little sentence in the Bible. For those of you familiar with the Bible, it's Psalm 112, verse 1. It says, blessed is the person who fears the Lord, who finds great delight in his commands. That's where we're at our happiest as individuals. When we fear the Lord in that respect, in that loving way, and we take delight in doing his 
things. This is interesting because for many, many people who are kind of outside of the Christian faith, they often look at the things that we do and think those are the things that are going to stop you having delight. But here's the beautiful thing that I've discovered. When I said yes to Jesus, you see, there was a time when I didn't know Jesus. I wasn't brought up or born into a church family. I made a decision to become a Jesus follower when I was 12 years old. My dad did it. He was obviously a bit older. My mum did it. She was obviously a bit older. But we made this decision. And here's the interesting thing. When I did that, I suddenly realized that actually all those things that maybe seem off limits, actually they were the things that God knew would stop me feeling joy and happiness in myself and in my life and in my soul. Isn't that interesting? That maybe God, who designed us and wants us to be here, just maybe he kind of knows how we function best. And I find that now by delighting myself and, and looking forward to and enjoying doing all the things that God wants me to do, those are the things that bring me real happiness in God and in myself. I'm not perfect. I still make mistakes. Our reading at the beginning uh, said this, I know that there is nothing better for men than to be happy and to do good while they live. Do you know, when hard times come, we often say, for those of us who are church people, we often say, endure earth and focus on heaven where there's no pain. And, and that helps you sometimes. But is it so wrong then to enjoy earth when we're down here since God is in both places and wants us to be happy? By all means, think and plan for the future. But what about thinking and planning for now. Here's the deal as I begin to draw my chat to you this morning to an end. The danger is I spend so much time looking forward to getting out of lockdown that I become frustrated about living in lockdown. It's a battle I'm facing myself. I'm not speaking to you about something that I've necessarily mastered this morning. But let's be happy in God where we are right now. <laughs> There's a, a church sign outside a, a church in Nottinghamshire and um, it, it needs a little bit of repair because one of the letters is missing and it simply says outside, this is an assemblies of odd church. Now for those of you who haven't clocked, the G's missing, okay? This is an assemblies of odd church. You may think that your church is an assembly of odd. <laughs> you may think that your community, your family is an assembly of odd. You may think that everything around you, the world right now is odd. But I want to suggest to you that it's potential to see everything as an assembly of God, as a God thing, a community where God is. Your life, your home, your family you see, 2,000 years ago, God did something remarkable. He left heaven and he came to live with us. He made some sacrifices and he walked around showing us how amazing God is. 2,000 years ago, the Bible tells us Jesus Christ took the punishment for the wrong of the whole world to make it possible for us to be happy in God and to be happy in ourselves. How so? When Jesus died and took the punishment for all those mistakes, all those wrong things, and for us leaving God out, instead of God punishing us, Jesus wants to forgive us. God wants to forgive us. So Jesus took the punishment 
for those things by, and thereby removing the thing that stops us being truly happy, which is relationship with God. And when you're happy with God, you tend to be happy with yourself. Just as I begin to draw to a conclusion this morning, I don't know where you are uh, this morning in terms of what you believe about God. But just in the final minute and uh, a few seconds, I want to just say to you, I, I believe there's three ways that you can respond to God. You see, God is calling you this morning. He's saying, look, find all your happiness in me. Be happy and content in yourself, but find it in me because that's true happiness. You can say yes to God this morning. And saying yes to God is simply about saying, God, I don't want to live life without you anymore. I want to live life with you. I open up my heart to you. Why not go all out this morning and say yes to God? It's what I call a big yes, where you give your life over to God and you become a Jesus follower. But it might be that you're here today listening to this and right now you're not ready to do that. I wonder if I might invite you to become what I call a little yes which is to make an intentional decision to find out more. And this church has a great way of facilitating that. You're making a commitment to really investigate, to really search this Christian faith stuff. But it might be that you're listening today and you say, Mark, I'm not really at that place where a big yes or a little yes. I'd love to just lay a gentle challenge at your feet and invite you to become open-minded about God. Maybe maybe you may find the happiness that you're looking for in God. Would you be willing this, this day to become open-minded and become a healthy maybe? We'd love to help you some more. There's going to be links in the chat and on the screen that'll just direct you as to how you can do that, whether you're a big yes, a little yes, or a healthy maybe. Get in contact. We're here to help you discover true real and meaningful happiness. Thank you so much.